dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And Hazel. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. Inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. I think we live. There it is. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode. Treat, treat, treat. Trey, <laughs> <laughs> 333, baby. What's up, fellas? Oh, man, we out here, but we got to give a special shout out to A Dizzle. Got us rocking on StreamYard, working hard to make this product even better. It's 20, yes, sir. It's 2023, baby. We ain't playing with y'all this year. We coming coming with the shits. Absolutely. It looked look good, too, man. We got our, our uh, Instagram handles. I think I can throw some effects on here, bro. Hold on, bro. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You Let see me. the effects? Oh, uh, shit. Oh. Watch out now, watch out now. But uh fellas, how was the week? Shit, your boy right now in Kansas City, so it's a pretty good week. Um I had a good week with work, um, good week with everything. Everything was just a good good solid week. Um, but I had to leave I DJ Friday for uh, Westbrook Elementary. They had a family, like a family dance night. Did that Friday evening, like six to eight, went to bed by 9 30, 10 o'clock, and got up and left at four in the morning Saturday. Drove in Kansas City. Um, I'm out here for my wife's uh, grandmother's 80th birthday party. Um, had a super dope kickback with the fam. Had the real, I'm talking the real nigga spot, barbe- <laughs> barbecue, Kansas City style. Okay. Banging all the ribs, chicken. Uh, bait, bean, everything, everything, just a whole spread. Um, had a super dope time with that. I got two of my three kids with me. My oldest is back at home doing her obligations and commitments to 12,000 organizations and activities and clubs. So she had a competition to do this weekend. She couldn't come to this trip with us. But Sounds like a high schooler. Oh, man, full-blown high schooler, baby. So. <laughs> But I got my uh, my youngest two with me, and uh, we're just enjoying Kansas City. I'm off today. We're going to hit up the – they got the Negro Baseball Museum here, and it's free for the month of February. So we definitely going to go check that out and uh, go see the stadiums. And we're, we're, like, less than 10 minutes away from the Royals and the Chiefs Stadium. So we're going to go check that out, just enjoy the day. But Dope. enjoying the week and uh, getting back to DJing. That was my first gig or first two gigs of the year. So I'm excited. How how close are you to the uh, Ozarks? <laughs> so I did see I did see a Ozark sign on the way, and I would say I'm less than probably two hours from like I'm like an hour hour and a half I would say because that's more so in the middle of the state. Marty I, Bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go check that out if I can. But we we, we are gonna hit up the uh, St. Louis Arch on the way back home and let the kids check that out too. So. Dope, dope. What about you, Dizzle? What's popping? Shit, man, it was a pretty good week. Actually, some some action. Uh, my wife's cousin had her gender reveal yesterday, so that was super dope. They're only a, a week apart, so they're kind of going through this together, and uh, they're having a boy. So we're okay. hoping we're hoping for a boy our, our, uh, for us. My wife know. already called it. What she thought? But my wife saw the videos y'all been doing with the you know the, the promos. I was walking the dog and having the conversation. And I was like, what you think? She was like, oh, that's a boy. Is it because of like the so I, there's, I think there's it's a the positioning? Height. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's real? So yeah, I mean all mine were high and I have all girl all girls. Um the boys I think supposed to sit low. Oh um, okay. So I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, man, we just we did that that gender reveal yesterday. Super dope. Uh, everybody was in there crying. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Everybody, t- tears of joy, man. It's, it's, <laughs> tears of joy it was a good, good uh, event last night. And then uh, I know y'all seen the the hoop, the hoop mixtape, uh... and two mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we don't got uh two wins in a row. Um, so I think what are we two and three right now? We, okay. We, yeah, we started off bad, <laughs> and we got a, another game today, and we should win. We should be three and three by later on today. So my favorite part by far was the the three four step little <laughs> Patty Hezzy edit. That was that, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. The footwork crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> With the Jalen Brown step back the whole. Whole yeah. bag, the whole yeah, bag. But my favorite part about the video is, man, the throwback picks from you in high school with yeah. the with the Mohawk action. Yeah, man, playing for Wayne, man. Talk about your high school career, dog. Shit, I was known for having the dope handshakes in the uh intro lines. <laughs> I, I was the nigga. Yeah, I was the campaign <laughs> camera paid dancer. <laughs> I had handshakes with everybody. Um. There's actually pictures, there's throwback pictures of me and one of my homies, man, RIP, but me and him always had the dopest handshakes. And then one year we got Monopoly money and then made it rain on the student section. That shit was dope. <laughs> what else? We had some shit where we was like doing the jerk. Like we, we was we was getting hyped. That's my high school career right there. <laughs> Coming off the bench, hitting a couple threes, but I was the nigga with the handshakes. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'll say it like this. At least you had a high school career because I got cut not once, but twice. Mm. <laughs> and then my my short story is I made the freshman squad, so I was on my way to having a basketball career in high school. Hurt my leg, like, first week of practice. Mm. And then on the back of the freshman T-shirt with all the roster, they got my name as the videographer. <laughs> Cold piece of work. Cold piece mm. of work. Mm. <laughs> well, my very quickly i didn't go out for the freshman team because i knew i wasn't good enough so i was like this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna work all year long and i'm gonna come back as a sophomore make jv then make a name for myself made it all the way down to the last cut sliced and diced i was like <laughs> all right it's all good it's cool come back next year maybe i have to play varsity as a as a junior but eventually, I'll be on varsity, and I'll have what cool jacket. Nope, cut again, man. So yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> As for your boy this week, man, one of the major accomplishments this week is – can y'all see that? Mm. Okay. I fin yeah. – and if y'all did, nigga, this is not, wasn't a short read. How many pages is this? Because you know that's how niggas do. They look at how many pages. 412 pages. Red Will Smith's book. Good book explains a lot about Will Smith. Um, his dad, what a character, man! What yeah. a character, ruled with an iron fist, boy, and uh, really instilled a lot of discipline in him to make him the man that he is and all that type of stuff, but also made him very insecure. So that kind of explains why he went on that stage that night and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. So, highly recommend reading this good book. My next adventure is either going to be one of these two books, and this is kind of like, y'all know this, especially if y'all been listening to the podcast. Uh, I always try this every single year. I try to like, hey, man, I'm going to read a book a month, and I always make it to like February with one book read, and then I give up. So this is part two of that. So Kendrick Parker's book, he's going to be coming on uh, the show, the ESPN show with me and Justin this week. But I just got the book on Friday, and I'm like, Nigga, I'm not the best reader in the world. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to read it by the time he come on. But we also got Stephen A. Smith coming on in March. So I picked up his book. I just started it pretty good. Um, but I guess I need to crank through a couple pages of this Kendrick Perkins to have some idea what the hell to talk to him about. Are, just are, you, are you buying these or are these library? What um, I bought the Will Smith and... The Stephen A. Smith, I had a gift card um, to Half Price Bookstore, so I bought those. Um, and this one, uh, the Kendrick Perkins folks, they sent it to us. So nice. I'm gonna uh, read a couple chapters, try to get into that. Because I know I got with KP. I got also before we get off the week stuff, I got to shout out my wife. She has worked very diligent trying to get into a career path that she loves and she is a huge reader of books she reads every single day um she's been working part-time has an has a helper for the uh, Dayton metro library working at different locations 
interview after interview after interview. No, 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 no. Finally got hired and starts her full-time position on the 28th when we get back. Dope, dope, So super excited for the wife to have her. Something that she enjoys waking up to go do every day. That's big for us. Uh, we've, we've all worked in things that we hate, and me and her are both in a mentally good space with our occupations. So I'm just happy for the wife. I want to shout her out in the pod. Dope, dope, man. Congratulations, mm-hmm. man. So let's jump into – man, we got a lot to get into, man. Let's, let's start in the world of sports. So last week was the NBA All-Star Game, and we uh, taped the show on Sunday. So we had, what, Team LeBron, the Team Giannis. Did y'all watch any of the All-Star Game? I watched the draft, <laughs> and that was kind of trash too. But I, I don't think I – if I watched any of it, it was turning back and forth. But I, this is the first year, I think – I didn't watch any all-star action all weekend. Mm. I just I wasn't interested. You got the clips. I just yeah, just highlight me in the morning or house of highlights on YouTube, something, but it wasn't I was not TNT in it from eight to eleven or you know, I wasn't that wasn't on my docket this week. <laughs> yeah. I had it I had it pulled up, but it was like background. Um I will say that I noticed how fucking dragged dragged out it was even to get the game started. Like the coverage started, but then they had the draft. But even before that, they had how many people? They had Post Malone. Didn't somebody else come out and sing the national anthem? Mm -hmm. God bless America. Yeah. So that was Black National Anthem. (laughs) Four different concerts. Yeah. Like they had four whole concerts, then the draft. And then at one point, didn't they do like another LeBron tribute? I'm like, that was that. I thought that was at halftime. That was before. Was it? Bro, that shit lasted forever. That but, shit. You're, but you are 100% correct. So I watched the draft, and the way it was presented was like, they're going to draft the teams right before they play. I'm like, oh, that's dope. It's going to be like real pickup basketball. They're going to yeah. pick, and then we're going to play a line. Oh, several yeah. ways, and we're going to play. <laughs> exactly. Nigga, like you said, it was such a long-ass yeah. time. Before they actually even played the game, if I wanted to watch, I was done. I was like, I'm good. The only dope part about that game was the Afrobeats halftime performance. Everything else was was god awful. I mean, right. and then the next day on you know the ESPNs and everything like that, they complaining about, oh man, the NBA All Star Game. It's not competitive. They just it's it's a glorified layup line. I'm like. What, what else is new? It's always been like that. Like, yeah. You want yeah. niggas diving on the floor in an I, exhibition game? No. I think that they got a good taste. Um, it was a year Kobe passed. Yeah. I don't know. What was that, two years ago? Three years, three years ago? That was one of the better all-star games. That one was competitive. I think that's when they started the rule change and how yeah. they're going to scoring. Yeah. So that was, a, that was refreshing. And this was not nowhere near that. I think they, they got to find a way to – I think changing up the score, uh, how they do the scoring, was supposed to help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But nah. racing it, going quarter by quarter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nah, this one, this was bad. This was real bad. And then you got Jason Tatum setting the record for the most points in All Star Game. But then if you're really looking at the game, it, it ain't even a accomplishment for real. Right. So. You're 100% correct, and everybody's correct about that. But then on Friday night, you get the Kings and Clippers, 176-175. And that's being touted as one of the most entertaining basketball games of all time by some of these pundits out here. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't we just see that game on Sunday where (laughs) y'all was like, this is trash? So it's either trash or it's not trash because – Obviously, I didn't watch the Kings and Clippers, but I did see the highlights, and I'm looking at some of these stat lines, and the biggest thing for me that stands out is dudes shot 60%. Let me see. Uh, Kings shot, oh, my bad, 59%, and the Clippers shot 60%. Mm. Like, talk about a layup line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, the first the first quarter was forty to forty at the, <laughs> at, at the end of one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Halftime was eighty to seventy six. Like and, and, it, and it, my my bad. And then to flip side, the All Star game, Team Giannis shot sixty two percent, and Team LeBron shot sixty percent. So what's the difference? 
Yeah. <laughs> nah, it, it's, it's bad. And they, like I said, they got to figure out something. I think uh, Shea Gildress had something to say about LeBron blocking his dunk. And I'm thinking you, you're you upset that he blocked your dunk. Like, you know it's an issue when you're mad that a nigga playing defense. <laughs> and don't they get a I, – I, I know the bag's not tremendous to them, but they still get a bag for this. And it's like they don't even want to put it on the show for the bag. They really just yeah. want to make it, like, as, as less strenuous as possible. Like, I don't even want to sweat for real. Yeah, I think these things just really kind of go in ebbs and flows. Like Dizzle said, the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant that brought on like a real good NBA All-Star game for like two years and now it's going back the other way. And in years past, like it, it went down and then you had a real great competitive game with uh, Michael Jordan's last All-Star game. And then you had a real competitive game. Uh, when KG won the MVP, like it kind of like it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And then for me, man, I just think it's just not for us. I think I don't think it's for people of a certain age. I think it's for the younger audience who really don't care about actual the game of basketball. They really care about the highlights and the oohs and the ahs and the crossovers and the dunks and things of that nature. I don't really think it's for us. Right. Man, they got to figure out something. It's supposed to be in Indianapolis next year. One of my homies was like, yo, we should get tickets. And after watching this past one, I'd be damned. <laughs> Would you go to any of the other events? No. Not even the celebrity game? Not a chance. No. <laughs> Not at all, bro. The celebrity <laughs> games be weak. I think it's only about two or three celebs that I even, like, for at least a little bit cared about. What, 21 Savage, Metcalf. And that might have been it. <laughs> all right. So, so a homie of mine brought this up. It's like, what if it was whack because it was a Salt Lake City? Mm-hmm. I did. I did see Shaq say that it, you know it was nothing to do, like like as far as he had never spent so much time in the hotel at All Star Weekend type of comedy. Wow! You know like it was, it was, it was light. Indianapolis that, ain't much better. What what they gonna do? What what's in Indianapolis? And they they downtown is built to party in Indianapolis. They're, yeah, the, 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 oh, way, the, the way it's built, you park one spot and enjoy the walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I like Indianapolis as far as how it's built for that because I have been down there. I, this is before your time, but that Chronic 2001 tour I hit up Indianapolis as a as a kid, and uh, that was that was that was super dope, super dope. Okay, so killer. Since Dizzle ain't going, what's up? We going? We going to All Star? What's I, good? I've I've always wanted to go to All Star Weekend, but I never really wanted to go to the Sunday game. I just wanted to be there Friday, Saturday, and enjoy the you know enjoy the activities. So. Hey, an hour and a half away, you know, I'm down. Hey, man. I'm down. Might have to make that happen. Might, you yeah, know. Let's do it. All right, man. Let's so, Westbrook is officially on the Clippers. First game with the Clippers, pretty good. Is Russ going to work out for the Clippers? He started his first game, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. I think he looks happier. He looks in a better mental space. I think, it, I think there is something to playing with LeBron and, and playing under that. Umbrella, I think there is something to what it takes and the pull and tug that happens with, uh, you know, the athletes trying to be their own and be a teammate. So I think I think that, you know, some people just don't mesh well together. I think Russell was coming off of Mr. Triple Double and then he went to the sh- shit shows of trades and <laughs> just not really playing ball like he was. And I'm hoping he can, you know, turn that around because he is a very exciting basketball player when he's on his shit. So no, nah, yeah, I think it think it, first game, small sample size, but he looked good out there. Uh one thing that he does offer is health. He's always playing. True. So he he'll be able to hold the hold the team together while uh Paul George and Kawhi do they do they thing and day on day off thing exactly <laughs> um and they deep they deep so they can swap motherfuckers in and out because they still got bones highland sitting on the bench not really getting any minutes he's a decent backup yeah norm pal mm-hmm. yeah they, they got a squad uh this is one thing i am praying for i pray that it happens even though i'm a laker hater but i would love to see it because i don't it's been talked about for so many years the Lakers and the Clippers playing in the playoffs. I mean, to, to mm-hmm. see Russ go up against his former team at least four times, like that's must-watch TV right there, man. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely here for it. Another big acquisition, 
Kevin Love signed with the Miami Heat after he cleared waivers. I was surprised at that. Me too. I was super surprised. I just I just thought he was on his way out, and then now he's out there getting minutes. I saw I, the other day, or was that yesterday or Thursday before I left? I turned the TV on, and he full-blown on the court. I said, oh, shit, he's playing. He ain't just out there being the, the Haslam guy that just come and talk to you <laughs> while you in the huddle. He out there All playing. All right, guys, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was surprised by that. Yeah, this ain't this ain't news. I mean, he they window done closed. I ain't worried about them niggas. I was super surprised that he went to the Heat, man. I, yeah. I mean, for a player like Kevin Love, who is an NBA champion, and for me will always be remembered for his one time that he ever played defense in his entire career on Steph Curry. He locked <laughs> Steph Curry up. I don't give a damn what nobody say. He yes. locked him up for that one time, and he'll always be saluted by me. But, <laughs> but like, bro. You had to back into your career. You, you you got paid from the Cavs twice. You got paid from the T-Wolves. You got the money. You good. Yeah. It's about the rings, right? So why not go to the the Suns? Why not go to link up with uh your one of your best friends and Clay Thompson with the Warriors or go to the Boston Celtics? Like, right now, it's not about money. It's about rings. And if it was about weather, you could have went to – the Suns and being cool out there, like the Heat, they going nowhere fast. But also, I, I, I do think that people miss this when it comes to elderly players on their back end of their careers. This nigga called that nigga elderly. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> elderly, elderly. Damn, they, they are they they old in the sports world, so they elders. Um, but you got more gray hair than me and you combined, though. Thanks. <laughs> One thing that goes unmentioned a lot is. These motherfuckers be making tax free money in Florida. I don't know. So, so they can get that check and, and have it might not be about the money, but it's sure nice to have a bag that's, you know, not getting taxed like it was in Cleveland or Minnesota, you know, wherever, wherever, wherever. So that got to be a part of it too, because a lot of these older athletes find their way to some Florida teams quick. So. Fair, fair. Uh, this is other news that I know that Dizzle wanted to talk about Miles Leonard signing that 10 day contract, man. <laughs> Did I did I not call it? Did I not call it? And I think your response was, uh, "Hell no, never." <laughs> your thing was like he's not in the league. Like we haven't heard from him, and I'm like, it's because he's Miles Leonard, but uh, he's back in the league and getting minutes. Like I saw him, I saw the news that he was signing, and I think he played that night or the next day or some shit. <laughs> they yeah. threw that nigga right in there, yeah. and I don't remember him completing his anti-Semitic training. Did we get an update on that? We sure didn't. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> sure did, man. Fishy. Pretty well, fishy. Well, I, I won't say fishy. I would say typical. I would say typical of things that happen in this country. And I'll also say that he didn't sign with the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat ownership group is owned by a Jewish man. So he sure wasn't going there. Right, right. <laughs> I tell you that. So right. I mean, he's back in the league, and you know, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff floating around on social media, like questioning, just like I knew Dizzle would about okay. this whole situation. And all I can say is, y'all right, y'all one hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'll leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other news around the association: Bronny James is projected to be a top ten NBA draft pick in the 2024 latest mock draft. Now we've seen Bronny James mostly on highlights. Um, if you ever seen him play a full game in high school, he's not putting up like crazy stats, thirty plus points. He's like kind of like, kind of like his pops. Like he does a little bit of everything, but that wild thing isn't necessarily there. But they're saying Bronny James could be a top ten pick when he comes into the NBA. Is it because of is it because of what he know or who he know? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just don't I know. know. I'm, I'm anxious like, to see how he plays in a McDonald's All American game. Yeah, I like. Don't get me wrong. I think Bronny's great. I think he. I think he's balling. But like, I feel like I've seen. I've been to the flying to the hoops tournament numerous times in my life, and I've seen high quality teams come in, and it's like I just don't see the that top ten stamp is a stamp that people you know strive to get, and I feel like that just kind of got laid up into his lap, and he 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 can live up to it because a lot of these athletes 
that, you know, do or don't make the top 10 are still top 10 athletes. They just don't get the opportunity. Like He'll get the opportunity. So um, they're going to make that happen regardless. But I just don't know if it was because of who we know. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like you said, um, it's cu- I'm curious to see how he does in the McDonald's All-Star game. But his comparisons seem pretty legitimate. They said he, you know, Marcus Smart type of player, a uh, good defender, knows how to just – you know, run an offense, uh, cool and collected, frame filling out, athletic. So he has the potential. We're going to yeah. see, though, because he's, he's definitely gotten better throughout the years, which is mm-hmm. a good sign. He's made those adjustments and um, putting in the work. So I'm sure he yeah. can he can live up to that top ten. Yeah, the biggest knock for, Le- uh, for Bronny James is his dad is LeBron James. And no matter what we do, no matter how good he becomes, it's always gonna be like, well, ain't his dad. Well, damn. Look at look at look, look at the Jordan boys. They both yeah. tried, they tried the college basketball thing out. One one was short lived. One had a decent you know time at it, but it never could ever live up to be MJ. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's very few sons that live up to what their fathers did. I mean, uh, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., and that's mostly in baseball, like. Uh, I can only really think of one son that's uh, – well, I guess Clay Thompson was better than his dad, uh, Michael Thompson, Steph. And, and Steph. Like, you know how many other dudes, kids played in the NBA and had shorter career than their fathers? Like, man, he out here trying to do his thing, man. I wish the young man nothing but luck, man. But my biggest thing is, is he going to go to college or is he going to go to the G League? Like, that, I think that needs to be talked about before we talk about – his uh NBA draft stock because and he, he he'll fuck around and get an NBA contract worth of an NI deal. I mean NI NIL, you know, like he'll have the the biggest one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, about to get paid, paid. But <laughs> yeah. So he might not he might not even need college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he might not even want that. He might just want to get straight to the to the to the G League. So it's about to happen though. They're gonna make that happen before Bronny get up out of here. Before LeBron gets up out of here. <laughs> right, right. Now I I'm surprised who brought this topic to the table because I don't ever remember this man <laughs> talking about this sport, Not knowing anything about this sport. I would expect Killer to talk about this sport, but just was- go ahead. Yeah, man. I, I go to the Dayton Dragons games. Don't try to. I know, I, I, I've seen them. Free beer them. night? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I didn't know there was a free beer night. I'm going to have to go to that. Tuesday, cuz. <laughs> Nah, but the uh the MLB, what's that? The Major League Baseball is that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. There you that's go. Right. They have a new rule. It's a they have a pitch clock, which is go basically ahead and change like change hats since we're talking baseball. Let me throw on my Guardians hat. There we go. Okay, <laughs> so they got a basically a shot clock for pitchers. Um, if the bases are empty, they get 15 seconds to pitch the ball. If the bases, if niggas is on the base, they get 20 seconds. I think as a non I'm not even a casual. I'm a if it's on and ain't nothing else on, it'll play in the background type of person. But I love this rule. I'm not a baseball purist. Uh, Kev, what do you think about this as a as a baseball purist? Uh, I I think it's dumb. I think it's mm. dumb. But I I understand why. I mean, they're media partners. You know, hey man, we got to speed up the pace of these games. We got commercials to hit. We trying to keep the audience watching our product longer. I totally understand, but. For me, I think the baseball flows perfectly fine, and it's not necessarily up to a pitch clock. I think it's up to the umpires to speed up the pace of the game. The umpires control the pace of the game with with balls and pitches and, you know, the rules that they enforce. So they can have a quick game if they decide to. It's really up to the referees or the umpires that kind of slow things down. Um, And speaking from a team that has a very good pitching staff, Hey, man, I want my pitchers that take as much time as they need to strike these MFs out because <laughs> the Guardians got a great pitching staff, so I'm with the uh, take as much time as they need. Um, and also, I have a big problem with them making the bases bigger, too. Um, the bases are way larger than they used to be. So now baseball is a sport that is all about records. It's not about championships. You can talk about one of the best baseball players of all time, Barry Bonds. He has no World Series championship rings. But everybody knows he's one of the best baseball players of all time. Nobody cares. 
because his numbers are so great, his uh, home runs. And before he became a home run hitter, he was uh, a Hall of Fame player. So now you're going to have bigger bases. I know they are saying they want bigger bases to increase the amount of attempted steals. So let's say that does work. Let's say dudes start, dudes start trying to steal bases again. So, okay, somebody breaks the uh, stolen base record. Well, they had a bigger advantage because the base is bigger. So the guy that's trying to block the plate, he can't block the plate as well as the dude did back in 1987 or 1955 right. because the bases were at a certain dimension. So I think some of those stats are going to become skewed as well. I'm not a big fan of, definitely not a fan of them changing the base size. If I had to pick one, I would say, okay, pitch clock, cool. The bases should remain the same size. So. And then they also, because I, I just saw a highlight this week that they're talking about Manny Machado got uh, started out 0-1 in the in the batter's box for taking too long to get in the batter's box. So <laughs> I don't have a problem with that though. Yeah, but the best thing I was saying, like adjusting their gloves every five seconds, nigga, exactly. you didn't even screen the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like the whole speed of the game to me, that's the biggest thing with baseball. Like the time it takes for the pitcher to run from the outfield to the mound and then he get a five minute warm up and then he gets to, you know, this and like all that can be handled prior to you coming out. You can warm up, you know, saying, come on out and let's go. But the speed of the speed of the game does need to change. Uh, baseball was one of my favorite sports as a child up until probably high school. I played baseball every year. Um, I, I do think that like the, what well, I can't think of the name of right now, but that fun league, that they're doing with baseball where they're dancing, the umpires is having mm-hmm. a good time. The, the like, bananas, the song yeah, bananas. Like that's that's bringing excitement to, and I think the whole picture, what Kev said with media, we need to get this in, we need to get these sponsors and all that. Man, baseball need to, like you said, leave alone or it's going to be a whole new set of records. It's kind of like how we are now headed with the NBA and – just everything is changing and how the game is played. And it's much baseball is all about those records. So I, another, I'm not here for it. And another thing about it is what people fail to realize that be like, oh man, the pace of the game is so slow. Baseball is on all the time. It's such a long game. Well, it's the only sport out there without a clock. There aren't quarters. There aren't halves. It's, it's not. It's hey, nine innings. If you get X amount of outs, if you score this amount of runs or whatever, so it, it's no clock in it. So you can't make this game fit into your window. So, like, we all watch the NFL. The kickoff is at 1, and the game is over at 4, and then the next game starts at 4.15, like clockwork, unless there's overtime. Like, yeah. they have it scheduled and they have it down to a science where they get all their commercials in. They're even showing commercials during extra points now to make sure they're getting even more revenue in. Baseball's not set up like that. You can't do that. And basketball, you can. Uh, even in hockey, they do it. You can't do that in baseball. There's no clock. There's no time that, all right, man, that's been 12 minutes. On to the second inning. No. Yeah. Hey, you have to earn to get those outs. So it's really nothing you can do. And for me, I really only watch one team. is my team, the Guardians. And I kind of checked in and check out for the playoffs. Um, but other than that, I'm not like a real big baseball fan where I could just watch any team. So right. it really don't affect me because my team don't come on TV down here that much unless they're on ESPN. So I'm not going to trip about it. Um, I am anxious to see how it works with the masses to see how they like it or don't like it. Yeah, and and ultimately, does it, does it speed up the game? That's where it right. will come down to. Right. Is, are they just throwing darts trying to make something shake or is this really going to help? Because y'all can get rid of that, oh, we've been sitting so long, let's stretch. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? That's seven. Like, that's just ways to slow things down. So, have y'all, when's the last baseball game y'all been to? I went to a Reds game to 19. Uh, I went to a Dragons game last year. Uh, it's been a couple years, but I've been to a Dragons Dragons game. I've been to a couple. I get some free tickets here and there. Yeah. 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 What I'm about gonna... hockey? Y'all ever been to a hockey game? Dave Bombers. Bombers. What's the Dayton Bombers? They, they play at the Hair Arena. That tell you anything? What's the Hair <laughs> Arena? It used to be a, a big old place. <laughs> now it's a field. <laughs> nah, never a hockey game. Never been to an NFL game or that I think about it, a college football game. I haven't been to any football games. That's one thing I have never done. I want to go to the shoe for Ohio State game. Never done it. Well, 
I will always recommend going to the Ohio State spring game or any college spring game because tickets are like five ten dollars. Now, granted, you're not gonna see like you know the best football in the world, but you will get a chance to go up to the shoe or you know see your favorite college sports team because you know tickets are dirt cheap and yeah. people rarely go. So I would recommend that. Um, also, shoot, I've never been. I've had tickets. Um, we get tickets at the station for Columbus Blue Jackets hockey, but all of our tickets are like on Tuesday nights for some strange mm. reason. They always give us Tuesday night tickets. I'm like, dude, I'm not driving to Columbus right. on Tuesday, dog. I'm just not. Right. So if I come across any Saturday tickets, I'm going to go check it out. I heard hockey is a great time to go to a, a hockey game. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely enjoy the fights. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we transitioning over to hip-hop news, man. One of the biggest stories that come out of hip-hop, man. Drake, talking about he retiring? Yeah, yeah man. That? Yeah, man. Drake hints at a possible retirement from rap. He uh, kind of introducing that graceful exit is how he put it. Um, I I don't think you retire from music, though, do you? No. Like, I, I think it's just another way to get people in tune with the next release or something or the the Jay-Z, I retired through two or three times, but I'm still out here. I'm still, call me when you need me. You know, like, I just, I don't think in music we should be retiring because this, the songs aren't going to get to where they're in a retirement status in my mind. I'm going to always love, you know, certain songs and I'm going to want to hear them. And if you retire and they're performing them, what you what you make it for? I feel like <laughs> hip hop is bad with that. They don't let the they don't let the here, let, 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 let's just keep using elders. They don't let the elders <laughs> they don't let the elders uh like have that end of the end of their career run like they do in other genres where James Taylor is still doing arenas and he ain't you know James Taylor made music in the seventies and eighties you know <laughs> so. I just don't like the whole idea of it, but I'm sure, I'm sure he'll find a way to, you know, make it something. I yeah, just... I don't think niggas retire because I mean, who has really retired from rap? Can we name anybody? Like even Andre Three Thousand hops on random verses here and there. Uh, I can't think of anybody. I'm on a different side. I think dudes, uh, rappers don't retire. The music retires them. <laughs> Involuntary, the, the, they get fired. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look how much music changes in just like five years. Like, like, or like right now, like Afrobeats is, is the way. So, Afrobeats is kind of like the new hip hop, so to speak. And there's, it's a young person's game. So there is going to be a point in time in Drake's career where. He's the older guy, and people ain't going to be checking for him. Like, just like, as great as Jay-Z is, if Jay-Z drops an album tonight, there's going to be a certain segment of the population that's going to go to their streaming platform and listen to it, and there's going to be another part of the population that's going to be like, oh, yeah, Jay-Z, and not even give it a thought, not even give it a second to even think about, like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. They're going to listen to what they want to listen to, so... Him retiring, I don't think uh artist of his ilk necessarily retires. It's just kind of like transitions on to the next thing. Like, all right, I'll drop music kind of like a la Jay-Z. Like, I'll jump on his track. I'll drop mm -hmm. a single. Um, Because Drake got a lot of money. He got a lot of records. And he don't necessarily need to do this no more. So See, it's the love there. It's the passion to do it there. And I'm, is, the, I'm, is the game transition into something else that he like, man, I'm cool on? I'm also curious, too, because hip-hop is just now getting to the retirement age. You know, hip-hop is just 50 years old. So we are experiencing the elders of hip-hop. <laughs> we are experiencing them, uh, you know, like how will they move and what will they do? Like, because these are – the, the, the people, the ones that started this are now at the ages where they should be or wanting to be retired. And mm -hmm. will will they be sitting down more or will they still be active? Will hip hop, you know, have an older 
crowd and a younger crowd and will it always because I don't see myself just switching over to the OJs one day. I'm still gonna hear <laughs> I'm still gonna want to hear my rap forever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like you see all those tours uh back to the nineties tours and everything like that. And that's like you kind of touched on it, killer, where in hip hop is we segment it. We say like, oh, those are 80s groups. Those are 90s groups. Those are groups of the 2000s. These are the groups that are uh, mid-2000s. These are the new artists. And people that listen to, quote unquote, the new artists today won't listen to 80s and 90s artists because I didn't grow up on that. But in the flip side, like there's young kids that love rock and metal that listen to Aerosmith. And things of that nature like mm-hmm. it's like uh i don't know what it is and the, and the same thing in country music like they they listen to the older music and have an appreciation for it i think it's because those music that type of genre really doesn't change as fast and hip-hop yeah. things change so fast like niggas don't rap like they used to in the 80s the hip-hop hippity the hippity hip-hop they don't rap <laughs> like that no more but like a dude playing a nasty guitar riff in 75 is the same dude that's ripping a nasty guitar riff in 2005 yeah. and in 2022. So, you know, I just think like the shit just constantly changes and it's a fast moving game. Facts. Yeah, Facts. I'm I'm curious to see what's next. You see, uh, the rappers I would that come to mind that quote unquote retire, they they still rapping, but I'm thinking the likes of Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, like Dre. Those that are in my eyes the OGs that have moved on and mm-hmm. are making more bread in other, you know, in other areas. Um, so Drake, you know what I'm saying? In his respects is as big, if not bigger than what those folks were. I'm curious to see what he got, what he got going on next. Trissy, Trissy. Uh, we got a comment during ain't no retirement plan. Can't afford to really retire unless you somebody like Drake. Facts. Yeah. That's why these niggas be on the road all the time. He's probably <laughs> he's probably one of the handful of artists that can even say that in a sentence. Like I'm thinking about retiring. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people don't even they they only make their bread when they're not retired, when they're working. You know what I'm saying? Like they the albums ain't making the bread like like back in the day. They gotta hit these road and go to work. So boom, I got a nigga that retired for y'all. Chameleonaire. He retired. Yeah, he went over to the Silicon Valley. Yeah. I was about to say, what what is he doing? Oh, he's making big. Yeah, he, he's he's a he's a taking he's in, over this here World Wide Web. Yeah, he's messing <laughs> with the niggas in San Francisco, getting that money, money yeah. on the low. That's that's how you do it, man. Mm-hmm. Sure, I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all seen the trailer for it, but it's called Rap Trap. It's talking about the whole situation that's going on with Thug and Gunner and the whole YSL case. It's a documentary streaming on Hulu. Did y'all get a chance to see the trailer? I have it. Yeah. Um, don't we gotta still figure out like what's going on? This is a little pre- <laughs> premature. <laughs> right. I, I thought the same thing, but go ahead. Nah, the dust has not even quite formed to even settle yet, man. Uh, Hulu jumped on this quick as fuck. Um, we we don't know how how it ends. We're still living this live right now. So oh, we know how it ends. <laughs> Do we? Hell yeah, we know how far this shit going in, nigga. Niggas is la 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 la. It's gonna end bad for one of these people. Very yeah. bad. Right. Man, I, I Hulu jumped the gun. They trying to be. The I first. agree with. They trying to be the first. They definitely just trying to get something out there. Uh, I'm probably not going to watch it because we're living it. I don't need to watch a doc on what we're all seeing in real time. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching that. I'm gonna check it out. I'm a huge documentary fan because I want to. I read the reports. I've seen news clippings, but like you know, documentaries give you an insight of how. Like, all right, what what was the straw that broke the camels back to make them officially start this investigation because we've been hearing stuff about YSL for years but what like made them say all right now's the time and what were the dominoes that led to the arrest and everything like that so I'm gonna check it out um other stuff about Gunna apparently has an album ready to go it's done 
but he also might be leaving YSL to join Atlantic Records. Is this a smart thing for Gunner to do? No, because you put out an album to do what? To go to go hit tour it and hit the road. Is he going to be wanting to hit the road? City after I city, mean, getting laughed at, getting heckled, getting... Man, that's that's not... That's, man, find... Chameleon there, that thing, brother. Go find something <laughs> else. Go, go find something else to do. <laughs> I, and he I ain't got money as long as Chameleon there. That's why he putting out this album. If he come out with a hit, niggas ain't gonna care. He but, one hit away from being right back where he was. But the people make it a hit, and the people ain't fucking with him right now. So it can be the hottest shit in the world, but if people ain't fucking with it, that ain't gonna ever, I think, ever make it to a hit status. This is gonna be noise. I, I'm, I'm torn because <laughs> I think we kind of talked about this before, where Nobody took anything, uh, your boy with the hair. What's his name? Damn name, Takashi. Takashi. Nobody <laughs> took him, nobody took him serious, but kind of people took what gonna say serious. So, there will be a segment of the people that, like, oh man, it's just music, I'm just here for the music. But the people that really move in the streets and like that, that are associated with that type of life, they're not gonna stand for that. They're not going to just sit there and just let him do that and live his life and be all like that. I mean, shoot, we've seen innocent rappers get dealt with in the streets. So we going to have – you think something ain't going to happen to a person that's been involved with street shit, that's been involved with the legal situation and is now out while another person is still locked up? The streets have a funny way of handling business, man. So gonna be careful out here, man. If you do drop this thing, security. Security yeah. is a must. Must. Uh, one of the biggest stories, scratch that, not one of the, the biggest story to me in hip-hop this week, Eric Holder Jr. sentenced to 60 years to life in prison for the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know, we can't bring Nipsey back. Hopefully this provides whatever comfort to that family and their loved ones, seeing that man behind bars. Um, but, yeah. Long, 60, long 60 as, to life. Mm-hmm. As long as he served the 60 to life, I'm good. I don't need no early release when you 75 just because you 75. Nah, you don't have to ride that out. Like I said about Gunner and the streets have a funny way of handling their business, same rules apply in prison. So uh, either going to be locked up in solitary or he gonna, if he's going to be in gym pop, you can kiss his ass goodbye mm-hmm. within two years, dog. Like, straight up. Like, that's just how I go. All right, man. The real reason we're here. The real reason we're here. Did everybody watch BMF? Watch it this morning. <laughs> the comedy that is BMF. Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie. All right. Our update. The crazy shit is... <laughs> last week, obviously... Cheating ass Charles got into it, but shoot, we didn't even talk about like things that actually happened on the episode because cheating ass Charles is such a such a hot button issue for everybody out there. Do That's anybody... the show. <laughs> I don't care about the storyline. I'm trying to see what Charles and this uh fine black woman going through. <laughs> <laughs> and she said she is turned. She like she all about having a good time. He he can't handle it. He's spinning. Man, I actually saw this floating around on twitter that's like charles need his own spinoff show <laughs> right <laughs> because this nigga out here wild and so the latest episode of cheating ass charles he goes out in public with the woman he's cheating with to the strip club and then his oldest son see him at the strip club getting a lap dance with the woman he cheated with the floor is y'all's he should have stayed <laughs> yeah <laughs> no meets meets probably would have hooked him up man <laughs> Had had a great rack in front of him, you know what I'm saying? Things was, going, <laughs> things was going well, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, that's my son. But as a parent of you know kids, I, I couldn't imagine you in there trying to have trying to shed a little shed a little time, shed a little weight off your shoulders, and you look up and see your own child in there, like oh shit. That <laughs> now that now my my question is like removing if he was just there at the strip club without the woman he was cheating with, would there be a quote-unquote 
problem just to seeing your pops out at the strip club getting the lap dance. I think for me, it would be like, all right, he's here. Okay, whatever. But like, all right, he's here with another woman and a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> how how churchy they make the parents, though, I yeah, think. The mama is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that would still be an issue. Yeah, just, just, just because of how centered around Pastor Swift and his congregation uh, can we, we talk about can we, we talk about Pastor Swift? <laughs> can we hey. talk about Pastor Swift? So much shit happened in this episode. I gotta say that too. Right. A lot of shit no. happened. Go ahead with Pastor Swift, Dizzle. Hey man, the pastor gotta do what the pastor gotta do. He was right. You gotta protect your congregation, man. So my wife being from Flint, Michigan, and this story being centered around Detroit, Michigan. She said that, you know, some of these pastors are like legends. Like Pastor Swift is a legend in the Detroit community. And like they all have to come from somewhere. And especially in those times, those somewheres for black people was kind of all in one somewhere. You wasn't you wasn't in the suburbs and everybody kind of lived in the same little spots and grew up with the same pack of people around them. So I can see some of these pastors having the rough edges in their 20s and 30s and crossing over, finding their path, changing their life. So, I, I, hey, the gangsterness of pastors has to be real. Has to, <laughs> especially especially Detroit in, in that time and space. I 100% believe it. My thing is Lamar comes in there with – y'all remember that dog? <laughs> the dog from Martin – where he's yeah. impersonating <laughs> the line from Jack <laughs> City. Uh, that was the type of prop dog that that nigga was carrying in there. And I couldn't take the scene serious because, like, if the dog is dead, the dog isn't going to be stiff like he got rigor mortis. The dog would be drooping. But the right. dog is like this. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not buying anything. And then Snoop pulls out the strap, and it's just like, man. And then since I'm out of the show because it's turned into such a comedy, I'm just looking at the wig that Snoop got on because, you know, he got locks, so I'm sure they got to, you know, twist them up, but it ain't sitting right. Like, his shit is like, oh, <laughs> like back here with it. Right. And it just looks so funny, man. Like like I said, the show is still entertaining, but for me, it's kind of entertaining for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be like a dramatic, like, look on, like, that time and place, but all I see now is the jokes. There's another scene where they're go, uh, down there meeting with the uh, the plug, and they're in the swimming pool. And it, you can tell that Meech can't swim or trail water. The nigga, you can see the nigga sitting down on something from a different <laughs> angle. And it's just like, are y'all moving too fast when y'all make this shit? Yes. Are they these are. just one takes and like, good, print it. <laughs> yes, they are. I'm gonna have to watch the episode again. It's funny. <laughs> Hey, and, then Terry, and then Terry got caught. Everybody. Yeah, talk about it. Talk whole, about it. The whole Flinnery household is in shambles right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lala done dumped him. His baby mama dumped him. Oh, man. What's she that? went to the voodoo doctor, Miss Cleo of Detroit. Golly. B, B Mickey's been the whole episode in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of shit that yeah. happened, man. A lot of activity, man. But the number one show, and that is living up to the hype, and is going out with a bang with its sixth and final season. We got two episodes of Snowfall to talk about. I mean, this is a show that I want to rewatch for sure, but I definitely want to take notes. And I actually planned on taking notes, but the shit got me off the rip where I couldn't take notes because I was so locked in onto the show, man. Episode one of Snowfall starts out right where we left off, because if you watch Snowfall from the start, normally, you know, season ends little mini time jump. They three years late, uh, three years earlier or three months from now, they kind of like bounce around in the timeline. But in this sixth and final season, they pick up the very next day after Franklin steals not only the drugs, but puts out hits on Uncle Louie and Uncle uh Jerome's organization, man. So where y'all, y'all at with Snowfall? My first question, did y'all watch it from 10 to midnight? Or did y'all I did not. I did not. I yeah, did I, not. I, w- I couldn't. I, I didn't know it was gonna be two parts. 
And yeah. when I saw that, I immediately said, oh, I'll catch that at about 4 or 5 in the morning before I go to work and knock, knock them both out in the a.m. I just want to know if y'all stayed up and, and, gave it, no. and gave it the late night. I didn't, but I stayed off of social media until I watched it because I can't afford no spoilers. <laughs> nah, man. First two episodes, amazing. Um, yeah. it's It's been a good run. I know last season had its definitely weird moments. With um, the lion. With the, lion <laughs> with the lion, with the euphoric wedding. Yeah. Uh, but something that I kind of peeped that I thought was pretty cool and kind of wrapping up the show was the scene where he was uh, the ice cream truck scene. I don't know if y'all remember. I think season one, it might have even been the first or second episode. That's kind of how it starts with uh, them giving money to the kids to get ice mm-hmm. cream. He was the you know neighborhood friendly dude. And uh, this episode, he tried to give the kid money. Nigga didn't even want his money. Yeah. Um, but nah, man, great show uh, crazy scenes one thing i give this show props for is they have some memorable lines and some like breathtaking scenes where you gotta like pause it like yo they killed that shit like uh uncle and what's the nigga name franklin 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 <laughs> uncle franklin in the in the uh diner yeah pulled, was- pulled the gun out on him man thought he was gonna kill him right there I, I mean, want to have my first squabble with Snowfall, baby. <laughs> I mean, Unc hitting with the line of all lines. And he told him, is it my fault that you become this bitch-made-ass nigga? And it was like, damn, like, Unc was so looking at himself like, yo, I'm the blame for this, man, because I left Texas. I told my sister to come out here. And, and I was going to help raise you and make you a, a, a great man. And it would be the greatest accomplishment of my life. And now look at you. Look at you. You a bitch made nigga. You, 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 you selling drugs. You tearing down the community and you're killing folks. And then Franklin throws it right back in his face. Like, man, you was doing nothing but selling weed on your porch. <laughs> fucking, you wanted to sell stereos and lift weights. Like, look at you. You got money now. And it's just, it's just total friction between yeah. them. And then not only that. Well, Unk fucking beat the shit and killed Black Diamond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He beat her to death yeah. in front of the police. It's about to go down. Yeah, <laughs> and I found out the actress that plays Black Diamond is the same woman cheating ass trousers with on BMF. Is that right? I knew I knew Scott that rack from somewhere. <laughs> Promise, Scout. <Scott, Scott, laughs> same woman. Wow. Same woman, dog. Looking good in both shows. Didn't even recognize her. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. Uh, so I have a prediction. I have a prediction. And, and I'm predicting that Unk don't make it past episode five. What are we on? We on episode three. When, when is the show? Wednesdays? Wednesdays at 10. I'm saying Unk don't make it past episode five. And I'm saying that Aunt Louie and Franklin somehow squashed their beef after Uncle Jerome dies. That's a hot take. Is uh, Franklin going to kill him? No. No, I think that I think Uncle Jerome gets killed from... Uh, what's that nigga name that's in the hospital? Uh, uh fuck. Damn. <laughs> I know you. Th- he had, he had a crazy, yeah. crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think that Uncle Jerome gets killed by them because uh, you know, when Franklin went to the hospital, he was telling him like, "Yeah, man, I don't know where they are." They uh, uh, Kane. Yeah, Kane. I think that Kane ultimately sends his people after not only Uncle Jerome and Louis, but also after Franklin. And Uncle Jerome gets killed by them. See, I think our Louis gone. I think it's the other way around. I think our Louis is out of here. Cause she she always throwing the salt in the shade. She don't even you going to that dinner still? Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she ain't she she's been over it. So I think she puts herself in in harm's way before up. So I saw something online and I, I couldn't even answer it myself. Who is the villain on this show at this point? Like, 
I don't even know who to root for at this point. Everybody's against everybody. Yeah. Everybody's playing everybody. Who and this uh, Dorian commented, who we trying to see on top at the end? Who we trying to see as the boss? I I feel what Dorian said. Teddy is still a villain. Because Teddy is a huge, huge, huge problem in all this. Man. I think it's just as simple as how life really is. They all the villain. You know, it's just your perspective. You know, from our perspective, it's, it's Teddy because he's the initial asshole of the whole situation. He's the one that's really supplying the drugs. But shoot, you flip it to the other side, like Ari Franklin and Aunt Louie, Uncle Jerome, distributing the drugs to the community. Then you take a step down to, um, I don't know, Leon's old crew. You know, they out here doing crazy stuff, not only distributing the drugs, they fighting over territory. So it's just each each and every character is the bad guy. It's just kind of like, all right, which one of our bad guys do we relate to the most uh, and want to see win the most? And I guess that will ultimately be Franklin, who's the main character. I wonder if everything falls, like if the whole thing just ends with everything just falling apart. And nobody comes out on top. Everybody just fucked. Yeah, no, we'll I, see. That, it's been that's good. the reality. That's how things yeah. probably ultimately would go in real life, and they've been right. pretty real about how things go. I mean, they haven't been mm-hmm. able, afraid to show the death of children and you know old people and young people and showing the problems of the crack ep- epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is Leon comes back next episode. Is Leon gonna ride with Franklin one more time, or is Leon officially done? He got to ride with him. He going. He going to. They ain't. They ain't gonna bring him back for him to not be in the game. He's definitely gonna get his hands dirty in some type of way. Oh no, man! He went to Africa, B. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I, I don't. I don't think he come. Does he? Well, he probably will. Yeah, he come back. He come back. But like, do he like do he come back? That's, a, that's oh. what I meant. Like, do he really get active again? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Dizzle right. I think, just like in real life, that one more score, or you're trying to help somebody out, and the shit goes to hell. So I don't feel safe for Leon either. It's the last time I'm gonna help you, Franklin. It's the last time, and then he get busted by the police or get end up getting mm-hmm. killed. Um, but I I can see at the end of the day, Teddy getting arrested, and the government saying he was a rogue agent in all this, and somebody either Franklin or Aunt Louie also get arrested, and they ultimately end up taking the blame, and whoever's not arrested, Franklin or Aunt Louie, they get away kind of scot free. They gotta make the mama in there too. She gonna have to. She 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 going to jail too. She gonna get active because she's she turned in. They gonna think she's the kingpin here in a minute. <laughs> oh right. shit! We ain't been talking about this nigga baby moms linking back up with her moms yeah, over that's... there talking French and all that shit. <laughs> that's that's the most shitiest shit I think of the whole final season. It is out. She just she has that I can't trust you look every time she talked to him. I just, I just feel like she's gonna backstab him a thousand times over this, this whole season. You've been hating her from the jump. I can't stand her. I don't even know. I don't even know her. What's <laughs> because that, pic- that picture of her feet was floating around? <laughs> hey, it's not my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Uh, so Teddy gonna make it or not? Last question. Teddy gonna make it all the way out or not? Nah. Done. Uh, his last breath would be behind that steering wheel. They're gonna get killed. He's gonna get killed. It'll be some poetic justice for Teddy to die. You know, can't just kill all the niggas. You gotta, you gotta kill the, kill the, what's it, the CIA, the feds. Mm-hmm. He, he gotta go. I, I, I just hope that that whatever killing and whoever dies, I hope it doesn't happen the last four episodes. Like, I hope we have a continuous season. Oh. Of just shit, and that's because if the show's ending, let's just let's just fuck it up. So let's just make it exciting to where every couple episodes we like, oh shit, was that the big one? And then it's another one, another one. Like that's the best way to, for me 
So I think all of them kind of kind of hit the fan. Not all of them, but you know, what I'm saying a chunk of them really go down this final season. All right, last for a last question: What character y'all want to see make it out the most? Like, who is your guy? Like, all right, man, long as this person make it, I'm cool. Jerome, Unk, because yeah, he, he, he was trying to get out the game. He was really trying to get out the game for a yeah. minute. And whatever, I think it was it was Aunt Louie that kind of brought him back. But he was he was really trying to start a new life and um, go legit. Once he brought Squabble into play, he became my guy. <laughs> I agree. I would love to see Unk make it all the way through. But if Ozark told us anything, our favorite characters get it in the end. Ruth didn't make it. Uncle Jerome not going to make it either. Dorian said, mm. will, will Franklin die at the end? That's a great question. Nope. Nah. Frank, Franklin lives. I think so, too. He's going to live lives. and see all the damage that he has contributed to. Loved ones gone. He's going to live No broke. money. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace.